Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds, thank God we're halfway point of the week. It's flying by and pretty soon we'll be talking about a championship Sunday. But before we get to that point, we got to get some practices in. And every day with practice comes the injury designations, people watching, Joe Tooney, and of course uh, the Jet. Not looking good for Joe. Jet probably not either. Well, Tooney is probably out, and uh, so is uh, Jarek McKinnon. Uh, this is what Andy Reid said yesterday. They have a press conference every day. That's <laughs> that's way out of the norm, folks, for the regular season when they have it once a week. But this is every day out in Las Vegas. And Reid said yesterday that he didn't rule them completely out, but he said their, their appearance on the field is extremely unlikely. Tooney is on the way to recovering from that pectoral injury, but the fact is that they are afraid they'll, that he'll exacerbate it and make it worse than it really had been. Requires surgery. And they don't want that. No. Uh, so uh, they're probably going to keep him out. And uh, the, the other situation, Jarek McKinnon did have surgery probably right after the first of the year. Now it's one of the laparoscopy, uh, laparoscopies that they have to take care of the groin injury that he had and they just really don't want to take a chance with him. He's he's 32 years old mm-hmm. and that's elderly for a running back and the Chiefs are pretty well stocked there so I think you, you probably won't see either of those guys in play. You said something at the beginning and that is the press conferences and that is why this home team, away team situation is so crucial sometimes because it messes with your mentality. Coach Andy Reid likes to get some work done. That's why he said no, this is the field we're playing and this is when we're going to take our media and love Luckily, this year, AFC's the home team. So, uh, it, it's I know everyone's complaining, but uh, that's just the way it goes, guys. And next year, it's the NFC's turn. All and right. You're there. You're at the Super Bowl. Come on. Uh, Let's play ball. Did you hear the report about some coyote attacking a player somewhere out there? Around Lake, Las Vegas Lake or something? Really? Yeah. No, I did uh, not know not, not last night, but the night before last, supposedly, a, there was a coyote attack on a player out there. Everyone was thinking it was Tony. Tony is practicing with a team And Andy Reid did say that yesterday He said he's out there fully at practice Is he going to play? Well, we'll address that issue when it it comes Which means he's not going to play They want him in there It's, It's very obvious they don't He, I think, and this is a prediction on my part without any deep knowledge that he won't be with the Chiefs next year. Oh, I, I don't think that, but I, I'm telling you, there's a little, guys, just give me a little peek behind the curtain. There is a, a, a text group involving myself and the boys in uh, Ned Talk. And uh, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I don't contribute too often, but when this got brought up a couple days ago, I, I said it, I'm calling it again. I'm saying he's going to make some kind of miraculous catch and save the day on Sunday. It doesn't you watch. matter. It won't save his career. <laughs> well, maybe not, but it's going to happen. I'm telling you. All right. Uh, what I would like to happen as well is uh, EB to find a, a job again in the NFL. You think that's going to happen? I do. I, he's certainly a good enough coach, and he has a great pedigree about him. Didn't manifest itself so much with the Washington Commanders, but Eric Bieniemy knows the game. Look, look at his record with the Chiefs. The one thing that apparently is going against him, and I can't imagine this is a very strong case, but he's a strict disciplinarian. This old man finds nothing wrong with that at all. I think that's the way you have to work. Now, are you harsh and personal with people? No, it's not a matter of that. But you can get them to really perform at their highest level. And Eric Bieniemy uses some methods that perhaps are alien to what some of these other players want. 
teams have been talking to him. The Pittsburgh Steelers, we mentioned that yesterday, and now the Las Vegas Raiders are reported to be interested in hiring Eric Bieniemy. Like for I know the Chiefs would like to have him come back into the fold, but what are you going to do with him? you got Mike Nagy as the yeah. offensive coordinator, and he's done a good job. Not a great job, but certainly a good one. Look where the Chiefs are. Too many cooks in the kitchen, and I will just add that uh, they're probably they. The reports are that that coyote attack was probably just made up, so <laughs> it, it probably wasn't true. Artificial non-intelligence. Well, here's my thing, and I'm just going to get on soapbox here for a second. This all this complaining about the field and the, all this stuff. The game hasn't even happened yet, and people are already complaining about the outcome. Mike, Mike, it is the, the media. media. I know they are looking for something to write about, and that's what they see. I know. I know. Ned, can you do something about that? So, Missouri State uh, on the road, and if they can continue winning like this, we might have ourselves a team here. Well, they're looking for win number five in a row. Going to Cedar Falls, Iowa, and the McLeod Center, which is the indoor arena at the University of Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa traditionally has been very, very difficult for the Bears when Missouri State goes to Iowa. Down here, Oh, maybe a wash as far as the wins and losses are concerned, but up there has been tough. We're looking for this year to be a different story. Now, at the start of the year, back on January 3rd, the Bears' first game of 2024, Northern Iowa, it was down here, and Northern Iowa won by two points. Maybe shouldn't have, but did. And that started the Bears on a, oh gosh, a free fall with uh, five losses in their last six games. That was then, but this is now, and the Bears are playing a whole lot better, going for their fifth straight win, and that would put them one game over 500 and very much on the cusp of making the first four. And the first four in the Missouri Valley Conference get a bye, and that's very important when you have a four-day tournament like that. But we'll find out what happens. The Northern Iowa Ball Club is coming into this game off a home court thrashing at the hands of Murray State. Bears say, oh my God, Murray State did that to you? <laughs> what Murray State did to the Bears, too, down here. Ran away from them. But the fact is, different teams, different time, and I look for the Bears to play very well tonight. Mizzou Tigers, not such a good season. They are playing tonight as well. And when the Tigers take the court, and it will be at the Mizzou Arena when they play, they will be looking for their first conference win. They do not have anything in the conference. They're 0-9, folks, playing Texas A&M. The Aggies, one of the teams to beat Missouri earlier this season. Well, they come to Columbia this time. Missouri knows fully well that they're in jeopardy. They're, they're in the lower regions of the SEC, Southeastern Conference, and not playing well. It's a good team. Coach Gates has a good team, but they can't seem to get it together. They have a good offensive team, but when it comes down to key scores, they can't seem to get them. Maybe that ends tonight. If it does, maybe the barrier's been broken and Mizzou can come back and pull off some miracles. But 0-9 is their season, and playing the Aggies tonight, well, we'll find out what happens. Uh, also, a side note, you see that, what, $62 million uh, donation from an alumni to the football program Nothing like winning a cotton no, ball. I don't wonder who that grab was. <laughs> Man. Uh, all right. So uh, we also had some other of the ranking teams out on the court last night. How'd they do? The number one team in America did win, but not without a struggle. Connecticut played Butler. That's a Big East Conference game, and Connecticut won it 71-62. to But the big upset was number three, North Carolina, playing at home. Clemson beat them by a score of 80-76. to 
Down go the Tar Heels, who are number three in the country. Number five team in the nation, Houston, had a slugfest with Oklahoma State, but Houston won it 76-63. Brigham Young went to Norman, Oklahoma. The Sooners won that one 82-66 over Brigham Young, which is ranked number 21 in America. But the one that fascinated me, one of the really low lights of this year's college basketball season has been the play of John Calipari's uh, Kentucky Wildcats. They have not played at all well. Four losses at home in the Rupp Arena. That doesn't happen. That's not Big Blue Nation. Oh, they are unhappy. Well, Kentucky lost their last game, played last night, went to Nashville to play Vanderbilt. I have a feeling there was some meeting of the minds and some meeting of the locker rooms and some meetings, period, because Kentucky folks went on Vanderbilt's home court and beat Vandy 109-77. to Wow, that's like a program. That's a home court loss. That yeah. may be Vanderbilt, I don't know this, but it may be Vanderbilt's worst loss in history at home. Good gracious, 109-77, to you know Kentucky got talked to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Start uh, balling out because we're getting close to the tournament. Ned, have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow.